0: Welcome to It's All Right to be Dwight, with me, Dwight Schultz, exclusively on Hearts of Oak. For more episodes, go to heartsofoak.org and heartsofoak.podbean.com. Echo-panicle. The word is the fusion of two terms. Echo, which is something that comes from every direction, and panicle. Ponicles are dangerous underfoot obstacles. Echo. Every direction. Up, down, right, left, ponicle. Ouch. These are the echoponicalists. These are people who come at you from every direction in order to hurt your feet. Ouch! This is Dwight Schultz, and this is my Stream of Consciousness podcast. What does that mean exactly? I have no idea what that means, but it's something that drops from my brain into my mouth and then falls out, and it does have to do with the contemporaneous political situation that we find ourselves in. Because I, there are too many things happening too fast today. The moment that I sit down to do something and then I listen back to it, it's it's over. There's Something else has taken its place in the news cycle, in my consciousness. And I wanted to have done the show about that. And so I've decided what I'm going to do is stitch something together day by day. And that's what this podcast is going to be like. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It's not. It's going to seem disjointed, although it will not be disjointed. I am going to say that there are four books that you should read for various reasons, which I will go into right now. One is Red Spy Queen, the biography of Elizabeth Bentley, who ran the largest communist spy ring in the D.C. area during the 40s, by Catherine S. Olmsted. It's a fabulous book, not too difficult to get through. Beautifully written, but it encapsulates my something that I now stand by. Here it is: uh, Oscar Wilde said, and I have found, I have verified this is his quote. It's a brilliant quote. If you know who Oscar Wilde is, he was a playwright, a bon vivant. Uh, a, a while back, he wrote one of the funniest plays ever written. Um, uh, the importance of being earnest, and uh, you have to see it or read, even reading it. It's it's one of those plays where you read and you laugh out loud. But at any rate, Oscar Wilde said something. He was a he was a homosexual, by the way. That's it. See, he lived uh, at a time when it wasn't acceptable to be a homosexual, and uh, he he came across with this very pithy statement which I think is one of the most brilliant quotes in history. In history, yes, that's my, my shallow little mind, right? Here is the quote, everything in the world is about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. That's it, it encapsulates everything, and Red Spy Queen, when you read it, you'll get to one little section. You will discover that Elizabeth Bentley did not betray her country and become a communist spy and handler for ideological reasons. She did so for sex and money. In fact, most betrayals occur because of sex and money. And when you go back to the Bible and you see that God gave us the power To procreate go forth and multiply it all started there I'm not just going to give you the power to reproduce I want to tell you about it you've got it now do something it is the most powerful force when we stop and think about everything in the world that's going on today if you follow it to its final conclusion you will see Sex and power. They are interchangeable at times, and hence the quotes appropriate place. It defines almost. Everything that goes on in the world. So that's number one. The second book is Tragedy and Hope, but it's it's over seven hundred pages. I was told to read it forty years ago. I did not read it. I regret having not done it. It's very very difficult to get through. It's by Carol Quigley, who blew the whistle on what I would call the greatest secret uh, in uh, in the world. <laughs> The greatest secret in the world today. The greatest secret in the world today. It goes back to World War One through World War Two, and if you read it, you will know what's happening in the world today is connected to the secret that was revealed and the secret organizations that he belonged to. You will never react to the phrase Rhodes Scholar the same way again. Bill Clinton was a Rhodes scholar, so Carl Quigley and Tragedy and Hope, and but there's a another book by Joseph Plummer called Tragedy and Hope One O One. Read that if you can't get through actual the actual book Tragedy and Hope. It's it's a a, a a in a nutshell everything that the book is about. It's a beautifully written expose of that book. And Tragedy and Hope by Joseph Plummer, 101. The fourth book by John, um, by, by Harvey, by, by, by John Haynes and Harvey Clare. John Haynes and Harvey Clare, two Soviet spy scholars, wrote a book called In Denial. They came back from the Soviet Union when it collapsed. They went through the KGB files. They brought the information to our university structures, and it was rejected because they didn't want to hear the truth. They had already turned the tide against American freedom, the Constitution, and capitalism, and have become post-World War II communists. It'll tell you everything you want to know about why we are where we are today and why all the great universities have seemingly failed. Doing away, doing away with standards, doing away with intelligence. My daughter visited Columbia University as a student from elsewhere. When she went to Columbia University, to the School of Journalism, Oh, this will tell you everything. They told her, don't waste your time talking to other students. Don't waste your time exploring the areas of New York. Go immediately to see Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth. A piece of crap that film was. It just, everything in it was fake. Everything. Everything. He had to use maudlin music to tug at your heart. That's not a documentary. You, if you look at it today, it's just nothing. It's garbage. All the predictions are garbage, just like every prediction of the global warming climatologists, communists, you can you you can throw Barack Obama in there who recently just is still pulling that string and getting applause. Everything about him is a fraud and a lie. We'll get into that eventually. But they're all a bunch of money-grubbing BS artists. And they have betrayed their country for sex and power. Now, as far as Al Gore is concerned, uh, I, I don't know the sex part. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there the power part is definitely there power and money anyway read those books to start and you'll you'll have an inkling about where I'm headed particularly in this world where we have a a gray sausage in a cloudy casing running the country there's no thought there there's no ability to Think. There's no ability to create policy. He's following someone else's policy. I bet you can't imagine who it is, right? We'll get into that. There'll be many, 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 many. And I'm, I'm going to jump around and go from place to place, whatever's coming into my head. And there'll be routines, comedy routines. Some of them will be funny and work. Some won't. <laughs> I've had flop sweat, believe me. Uh, if you're interested in this, stick with us. There'll be a lot of interesting things to happen. If not, that's okay, too. You know? I'll do a lot of whispering the way Joe Biden does. However, if I whisper, it's not going to be because I think it's important. It's because I'm making fun of Joe Biden. And I say to myself, what the hell is going on? I don't recognize anything. And then, and then it hits you. That's precisely what some forces in the world want you to feel. They want you to feel exactly that way. You don't know what's going on. Nothing that you are familiar with is familiar. People are not acting in familiar ways. No one is behaving correctly. And you understand that on the southern border of the United States, millions of people are coming across and being lost in this great country. And they will soon make themselves known they will. They have to, to survive. This is the state of our lives today. I'm not quite sure how it's going to end up. I do know that I I was not, not going to touch the subject matter that, that I am going to deal with, but I have to. I, I have to deal with the things that are glaring. I don't hear people talking about That's what I have to deal with. But first, the following program was brought to you by the Ecoponical Justice League, exposing ponicles wherever they can be found. Welcome to the World Ecoponical Forum Amusement Park. Oh, I thought this was America's amusement economic park. Echaponical. No, America's Amusement Park is gone. It used to be here, but not anymore. Now it's been redesigned from the tippy-top to the very bottom by Klaus Slob himself. Are you having a good time? Well, you know, it's very strange because I don't hear anything. There's no sound. There's no sound here. I don't hear anything. All the rooms are empty. There's no rides that are working? Well, wait a minute. Did you pay to get in here? No. It was free, right? What do you expect? You, I'm afraid, have to look deep inside because you've never experienced the joy of emptiness. I think I need to sing you a song there's a crisis in your future there's a crisis in your past there's a crisis in your pants right now we hope it will not last but please let us assure you for klaus slob wants you to know that the crisis disappears as soon as klaus has all your dough your future now is set we beg you not to fret your happiness is guaranteed by global partners who've agreed that all your debts have been erased your only assets empty space our vaccines work or so I'm told and nothing will your future hold to muck up happiness for you not day nor night nor future through you own nothing, 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 and that's what we promised you. What is an echo-poniclist? What is it? This is an example of an echo You will recognize the voice. You will also recognize the echoing and ponicling immediately.
1: I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital, they'll soon overwhelm. But... There's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death, period. Number two, booster shots work. Three, boosters are free, safe, and convenient. About 60 million people have one, have been boosted. So go get your shot today. Go get boosted if you had your first two shots. If you haven't, go get your first shot. It's time, it's time, it's past time. And we're going to protect our economic recovery if we do this. We're going to keep schools and businesses open if we do this. And I want to see everyone around enjoy that. I want to see them enjoy the fact that they're able to be in school, the businesses are open, and the holidays are coming. Omicron is here. It's going to start to spread much more rapidly at the beginning of the year.
0: And if you're unvaccinated, you'll be entering the winter of death. I don't think so. But there are a lot of people out there, ecoponalists, who think it's a good idea for you to buy it, to buy into that garbage. That's what it is. They are responsible for restricting the free flow of information. Really. Prediction. Information. You have a hypothesis. You, you see things. The first step in the scientific method used to be observation it's changed now like so many things Uh, but prediction is important you have a hypothesis you then experiment to see if your prediction comes true if your prediction comes true and someone else follows the same path and they perform experiments and the prediction follows for them you're getting close to proving your hypothesis your theory You're getting very close, but it's actually something closer to home than you realize because you're you're engaged in the scientific method every day, walking down the street, going from your house to the car. You know the pathway down the street. You know the pathway to the car. You know how to get into the garage from memory, and then you predict whether you turn right, whether you turn left. Whether you have five minutes or whether you have just two minutes to get there, you predict whether you have enough gas in your car to get where you want to go. You, your predictions are, well, I'm, I need to stop and fill up the tank now that it, here in California it's over $6. How much money do I have in my pocket? Well, do I have enough? Can I predict that I have enough cash in my pocket to buy the gas that I need to go 150 miles? Or I put it on a credit card. I put it on a credit card and that credit card starts to build up. And it builds up a lot faster than it used to. When gas was $2 a gallon, that's only a third of what it's costing now. Actually, less than a third. But predictability is important in your life. And there are historical markers that you, everybody, keeps in their brain and suddenly something will happen and you will say, so-and-so said that was going to happen and it did. Or somebody said something and you predicted, I don't trust this person, I believe this will happen as a result of that person doing what that person's doing and by gosh it happens and you say to yourself, I predicted that based on information that I had. If I keep doing that, I can predict ahead of time what somebody's going to do on a regular basis and then look at the results. That's our life. Our life, whether you want it or not, is a scientific experiment every single day every single day i'm going to i'm going to give you an example or i'm going to play a very short piece and it's barack obama from early in his presidency and he's really yipping it up he's giving it good he's loud he's telling everybody what needs to be done i want you to listen to this this is many years ago i never forgot it not continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set we've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful just as strong just as well funded so we need a national security force as powerful as the united states military Everybody was wondering, what the hell is he talking about? What's he talking about? Well, right now in the Congress of the United States, and if if very, very bright people don't stop it, there is an appropriations bill for an FBI building that is larger than the Pentagon, bigger than the military force structure building. Why do we need that? Maybe, maybe it's because a national police force would remove your local police forces. Have you heard defund the police? Have you noticed that that was on the news and it's been on the news since George Floyd? And and there are police forces that are deeply, deeply in trouble because they don't have enough policemen on the West Coast in particular. They're neutered, in fact. So who's going to take their place? Hmm, I wonder. Maybe a federal police force, once certain individuals get control of the government, totally, we will have a federal police force in your local sheriff, department, bye-bye. And they, like our present Federal Bureau of Investigation, will have problems because they will owe everything, not to your local taxpayers, not to the to the people that you know on the street. No, no, they'll owe everything to Washington, the seat of power. Yes, that's right. It's happening. It's happening in ways you're not thinking about necessarily, putting two and two together. Somebody says this eight years ago, now it's happening. I wonder how that's happening. Do you know anybody who's talked about we need a national police force? Do you have relatives saying that do you hear that on the street no i don't think so it's usually connected to things like the gestapo or the kgb so those things um can be predicted if the individuals who say certain things like we need to have a national security force as powerful as the military as long as you keep those people in mind and you watch what they do, like Barack Obama, who also brought Kevin Jennings into the government. So we have the National Police Force, which we have right now, an appropriations bill for it. And, uh, well, no, they'll say it's just the building. Excuse me, let's not go too far. But he brought Kevin Jennings, Barack Obama, into the government. Who's Kevin Jennings? He's a an admitted pedophile who wrote the foreword to the book "Gender Queer," which is making the rounds in all of our schools now. On school boards, people are holding pictures up of some of the photo, some of the uh, uh, detailed drawings, illustrations about sexual acts that children, young people, can engage in to make them accessible to their inner selves so Kevin Jennings brought into our government an admitted pedophile and a follower of Harry Hay who had uh, uh, ties to the manboy love Association also a pedophile and a an avowed communist so you have you have Harry Hay the communist and you have his novitiate um, Kevin Jennings, who was in the government for one year as the school safety czar. Big laugh they had. Now, Barack is connected through this event to two pedophiles, right? We'll talk more about other pedophiles. But pedophiles, who do you know who pals around with pedophiles openly? Who do you know? Nah, it's a problem, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you don't know many people who, uh, who say, hey, this is my pedophile friend. No, but they've changed the name now. It's uh, Minor Attracted Persons. First time I heard it was when there was this, uh, this event that took place at Johns Hopkins University, and they talked about minor attracted persons, that we needed to get rid of the term pedophile, or as the Brits say pedophile, it's a pedophile, he's a pedo, we say pedo, pedo is too close to speedo, so I say pedo, um, but you see there are connections to what's going on today, the defunding the police, the destruction of police locally, and the attempt to fund something nationally you know the Capitol Police have started to branch out that was one sign of course they had reasons they told you oh well that's because we have senators and congressmen from all around the country right so the Capitol Police starts moving out then the FBI starts moving out making decisions in Washington field offices strangely enough have been making fewer decisions But that's the way it goes. You have to follow this stuff on a regular basis. Uh, It's time for another commercial break. You vote for us, and there's going to be a brighter, greener future. Everything is going to be wonderful, perfect. Everything is going to be equitable everything you're all going to be the same nobody's going to have more than you nobody will look different from you (laughs) what is that a fork is that your fork what do you mean you don't have any meat use that fork and go out there in the dirt and dig for bugs there are all kinds of goodies out there under the ground, under what used to be grass. Go out there and dig for it. Oh, there's every kind of little bug and critter you can think of. And remember, insects have six legs. Don't misidentify them. Insects have six. Other things that you call insects have more than six. So you, you be accurate. And you'll find food. There's plenty of food. I promise you a bug in every pot. And a lithium battery in every car. Whether you have the kind of car that needs a lithium battery. Anyway. Equity, diversity, and inclusion. Insects are perfect for that. Put some in your pocket when you go out. Sometimes they multiply right there and you have a fresh snack. Don't you dare, don't you dare say it under communism, it's all the same. What do you mean I have more? I do not. No, I. it's the same. It's the same. Men and women don't exist. They're the same. Because we say so. And we can do what we need. Cut off your penis Cut off your breasts. You'll look the same. Flat-chested, wearing the same mouth jacket. Just because it looks different doesn't mean it's not the same. It's communism. Get it through your head before I put a bullet in it. Yes, it's scintillating. It's just scintillating. Of course, the word echoponolist disappeared there Uh, they used the word communist, they got carried away. Sometimes it's hard to maintain identities, and they fall back to their real identity. They say things that reveal the truth about themselves, but at the same time, they'll disown it later. Uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf on her website um, the Daily Clout, uh, they have just revealed something that's quite startling. <laughs> there's every day there's something startling, right? That the White House in May of 2021, 2021? Can you think back that far? 2021. Um, they knew. They knew that the vaccines, Moderna and Pfizer, were injurious. Not just injurious, they knew they killed people. Yes, they knew they were not exactly safe and effective. And they weren't exactly thoroughly tested. No, they knew in May of 2021 that these were, I think you can use the word, possibly a killer. That's a killer. Well, let's try that. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it's, um, it really brings to mind some of the things that our, the great sausage in the White House said. In December of 2021, the great sausage said, Americans have a patriotic duty to get vaccinated. yes the Washington examiner and the guardian of uh, Great Britain covered it Uh, Washington, uh, Washington examiner said Biden said it's the most patriotic thing you can do get a booster kill yourself it's the most patriotic thing you can do I want to throw that back at him, you know, but I won't. I I, I won't. But I'll tell you, I I. <laughs> now, when you're looking back, of course, many of us knew this. When there was this sudden death syndrome occurring, and it's still going on. People 35 years old, 16 years old, dying in their sleep. My, my, my. A lot of us, you know, have been reading about the the effects of these boosters, the effects of these mRNA with DNA uh, shots, yeah. A lot of us have been uh, wondering about this, but it really strikes me. If you, weren't vac- if, you, if you said no to the vaccine, you were entering the valley of death, the winter of death, when it was really the people who believed you, the people who trusted you. They were entering the winter of death. And the people who were patriotic, who said no, No, they weren't unpatriotic. They were patriotic. The World Economic Forum has a lot, a lot of responsibility here, a lot. So that was the great sausage in the White House. And then you have Yuval Harari, one of the great thinkers behind the World Economic Forum. Uh, Of course, you know, many of them talk about getting the world population down to five, million from 6 or 7 billion uh, which means a lot of people have to be culled the herd has to be culled but um, what are they, What are we going to do in, in this world where everybody's linked because <laughs> they, they believe in transhumanism and everybody's linked by uh, a, a computer and of course the sausage in the White House probably thinks the same thing a little late for him but um, um listen listen to yuval harari what his his plans are for you and you you think about this, this is you you think about your future this way
2: but well, nobody knows for sure what the job market would look like in 2014 but it's it's Likely, or it's possible, given all the technological developments, it might be feasible, even easy, to support people, uh, even if they don't work. To give them a universal basic income, to give them enough food, enough medicine, and so forth. The big question is meaning. What will they do all day? And one of the answers is that they will just play computer games all day. uh, Virtual reality games they will spend more and more time playing virtual reality games that will give them uh, much more excitement and emotional engagement than anything in the real world outside and this is actually not a very new this is not a completely new idea you can say that for thousands of years already people millions of people have found meaning in playing virtual reality games we just call these games religion
0: that was yuval harari uh one of the upper echelon philosophers of the world economic forum and you heard what he had to say right in the future uh we we'll, you know what there's not going to be any work for humans so we will give you video games, right? Video games to play. After all, video games are nothing more than religion. Religion is nothing more than a video game. And uh, you're going to be content, right? Well, now, I know this should make all of the graduates of Yale and Columbia and Harvard who have degrees in full frontal nudity and rectal division I'm sure that they will all be thrilled because there are no standards in any of those degrees and they will set the standard. No standard. That's it, right? Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to bring this to you. If you haven't heard the great philosophers, there they are. You're hearing them now. They've been on the airwaves. I think that was from 60 Minutes. Uh, they they uh, they covered it pretty well actually, it's thrilling, and of course Elon Musk is in there helping them out with his uh, Starlink, Neuralink, under the guise obviously of making everybody who can't walk walk again, and there may be some truth to that, but there is something else. It's a it's the human beehive connection. <laughs> the Borg. Everybody's part uh, Borg. It's coming, folks, from them. Not that it's going to work that way. None of these things ever do. In fact, they want to cull the herd to 500 million before they actually bring this stuff because they they don't have enough uh, inputs for 6 billion people. And God knows they could not have a lot of people running around without their inputs, their very special inputs. I know you've been now. I'm uh, I was a PC guy and uh, Android because they were cheaper. Uh, although there were some downsides to that, because there was a heck of a lot of apps I don't use. But then, of course, Android started to be just like Apple, and they changed their inputs and outputs and the size and shape every month and became difficult. And and you're going to see the same thing with the the whole input output and the human brain from these uh, n- new worlders. Now, you know, the World Economic Forum, I hate to use their name, but I have to stick it out there. They wanted a vaccine passport for the longest time. They had a nice video about how your blood could be used to tell people whether or not you had the vaccine, and whether you could go to a restaurant or fly on an airplane, they're all in this. This is, and and of course, if you listen to any of the leadership of the World Economic Forum, um, if you listen to them, global climate change is really important. It is a a crisis, so they say, uh, and we have uh, developers of that. Uh, intellectual uh, prevarication, uh, who have graduated from the World Economic Forum. Uh, You have one who's in California, Gavin Newsom. He graduated from their school, right? And um, the illegitimate son of, of Castro, Trudeau, up in Canada. He's a graduate. Uh, they were very proud of uh, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau. They were very proud that he was uh, the Prime Minister of Canada up there. And uh, he's doing a great job. They all are, really. Yes, they're all doing a great job of destroying economies, um, and destroying freedom of the West, Western freedom, which came from Judeo-Christian Philosophy and religion, yes, it's all there, it's happening, but video games are in your future, and you can, and soon I understand you'll be able to write down the degree you want and just go to a university. And uh, once their endowments, because they have billions, I think a lot of money in their endowments, you'll be able to just say, "This is the degree I want. I want a degree." in uh, tragl- uh traglodons. I, w- I want a degree in the cycloptian perspective I-, I want a degree in um foot foot soldiering i want a degree in polydact uh, de- dexterous uh hand manipulation uh, yeah, I I I want to promote the 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 use of six fingers on each hand, and I I want to be able to to create a sixth finger, and play the piano better than somebody who only has five. Yep, these are these are the things that will come about, and and for a while everybody will be entertained by it, and then somebody will say, well, you know that didn't work. I mean we're destroying. The piano uh, world, as it is, we're doing away with classical music. We're doing, and actually, it's, it's very funny. I heard Barack Obama the other day uh, talking to some climate change uh, aficionados. He actually referred to the Bard, Shakespeare. He referred to Shakespeare, uh, even though people who worship him have done away with Shakespeare. Yeah, it's a, uh, and he 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 would do it openly he would say he just did that to impress people because he was on there he didn't he didn't want to hurt people's feelings where he was tell me who you walk with i'll tell you who you are yes well tell us tell us barack who do you walk with tell us before we tell you speaking of obama has anybody read any more about the tragedy that his chef experienced at the obama um uh, home in Martha's vineyard you know he the it was on the uh waterboard and uh he died they said he, his body was found naked and Barack Obama was seen uh, he said not supposed to be there but his Obama's hand was all bandaged up looked kind of it looked bad it, it looked bad has anybody read any more about that how he how he came to die i was just I was just wondering 'cause i I've looked for it i I can't really maybe maybe I'll find something in the um uh, on the internet I'll find something and uh maybe we'll talk about it in the next podcast. tell me who you walk with. He didn't say tell me who you waterboard with and I'll tell you who you are, but somebody was waterboarding with him, and he was naked so I know. If I was waterboard uh, on a waterboard, and I saw somebody naked, and somebody came in, I would say, "Please, don't do that." Did you see that? There's a here. I love this. I I saw this as a new television extravaganza on HBO and uh, Max, where uh, men and I don't know whether women are also. I just uh, men are judged for their. Sexual organs and presentation, yes you see i I'm, I'm telling you everything in the world is about sex except sex sex is about power, but um i uh, you know it's a uh, it, it's it's fascinating it's fascinating what's happening that we are actually going to judge male genitalia it looks like, and then we're going to judge female genitalia but it's going to be more difficult and problematic. But um, there's a lot. This is an area we could get into, you know, if if, if there's a lot of clamoring for, <laughs> for it. Uh, but, you know, can I just say this to end this initial podcast? What are we doing to intimacy? You know, that word actually had meaning to be intimate with someone it really did and even in the sexual connotations it 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 meant an exclusivity that made things exciting actually but and i'm not going to get uh too to into too great of a detail here but uh, you know it, it just seems like everything on the left has been reduced to genitalia everything the spokesman for for biden jean pierre Jean pierre right she called herself an historical figure but but not before she told us that she was a, a lesbian she actually brought everything down to her vagina yeah she didn't have to tell anybody that everything you know uh, we're cutting off penises, and we're creating holes uh, in young people where there were none. Yeah, we are. It's genitalia. It's so important. Your genitals. Uh, I think intimacy is much better. And I think if, if teachers in our Marxist schools were to, instead of accusing children of being racists and the wrong sex and the wrong color, instead uh, emphasized intimacy with their parents and their friends and how important it is for yourself to be private at times, we would be in a much better place. That's all. That's it. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you liked this and want more, check out heartsofoak.podbean.com or the website heartsofoak.org.